the right to repair discussion, again, and the humane pen. This is Mac Voices. Mac Voices is supported by Mac Voices Magazine, our free magazine on Flipboard and on the web. Want to cut through all the noise and find out what you can do with your Apple gear? Mac Voices Magazine focuses on just that, aggregating the best how-to articles and information. Get it by searching for Mac Voices in the Flipboard app or visiting macvoices.com slash magazine. Welcome to Mac Voices. This is the talk of the Apple community, and I'm Chuck Joyner. Folks, the Mac Voices Live panel finishes up a discussion of Microsoft and OneDrive. Then we turn to the right to repair discussion that seems to be ongoing perpetually and take a look at the new Humane Pin, which may or may not be your next wearable tech. Let's go back and let the panel do the talking. Yeah. <laughs> like the Rivian truck update. <laughs> that one? They pushed an <laughs> over-the-air update, but they made a mistake and blew away all the certificates. So everyone who got the update has to go in for an in-person repair. Ooh, is that what they're saying now? I missed that. Yeah. It's just more it just happened this morning. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know how many people it actually affected, but it was an embarrassment. Oh, for sure. I would yeah, I would say um, so. I think a lot of people were affected. Mm. Wow. It was like all over the various EV forums this, this morning. Wow. Well, Brett in the chat room said he solved the OneDrive problem by never starting it. So <laughs> there you go. I like it. I like I, it. I solved it by not using Windows or any other Microsoft product. So there you go. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, that that'd be great uh, if the real world would, would allow that. But uh, yeah, I, I I have to use that platform. I use the uh, Microsoft 365 platform, and I mandate using OneDrive as the uh, as your kind of off off device storage. So, oh, you're that guy. No, I'm the guy. He's not the only one. I mean, yeah, Web, Web, Web and I are in the same boat. That guy. Web well, and I are in the same boat. We have to. We have to do it. It's 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 corporate. You have to do it. There's no way around that. And that's that. This is it. Is what it is. And and other than it's just Microsoft and and all the bad karma that comes with that. Um, Right. It's still, I, you're going to laugh me when I say that it's still a pretty stable platform. Could it be better? Of course, yeah, but uh, it's a pretty stable platform, um, and it, it's it's like Apple. It's it's a whole ecosystem that that corporations have bought into. So, um, you know, the oh, yeah. OneDrive and SharePoint that goes with it, and, and uh, um, Azure, the whole thing. You can go deep. Yeah. Enough. Yep. <laughs> So, and we haven't had uh, any problems. Now we've had problems with some other systems that that I won't get into here. But uh, um, I'm I'm in the starting a threatened litigation on our um, uh, remote access platform that uh, laid down on us. So anyway, Ooh, that's a whole hear. other story. I want to hear about that, but we won't do it now. So not now. Uh, um, yeah. Join us for for Mac Voices After Dark. Yeah, it's not even for after dark. Uh, no. <laughs> That's not public. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we don't want to. We don't want to put Web on too much of a spot. I, one thing though, I did, Dave. I wanted to ask because this is my understanding, and correct me if I'm wrong. But if you've been hoodwinked into using Teams, excuse me, if you are having to use Teams, <laughs> doesn't that integrate in so that your documents end up stored 
in your OneDrive as well? Yes. Yeah, that's that's what. So this is another reason why SharePoint I mean, Teams is all, both are integrated with, you know, tightly with yeah. Teams. So okay. you have to you 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 have to understand that the, the SharePoint end of it is just the back end of it all, uh, whereas uh, OneDrive is just is just file storage. You know. The, the SharePoint part side of things, you have sites that you set up that have the backend setups with that, but SharePoint also integrates with Teams, so you can have a SharePoint site that's integrated within a Teams group and still be able to uh, manage it. But yes, you're right; it, it is integrated pretty tightly with uh, with OneDrive and with SharePoint, for that matter. Yeah, and and look, I, I believe it or not, I do want to be fair because Apple integrates with iCloud. And, you know, there are lots of benefits to using iCloud. And if, if you're going to have to use the Microsoft products, there are lots of benefits to using OneDrive. So, right. you know, I, I think Web is the one that said it. These are ecosystems. And it's just which one you like, which one is the best citizen from a, from the standpoint of user interaction. Well, you go, go back to, you know, I... I, my talk back at MacStock back in the summer, I talked about I, uh, cloud services. That That's a good prime example of – I gave my examples of, of all the different cloud service uh, products that are out there. And, and I did that analogy showing you know, the, uh, the, the the amount of users that use the, the, the top three platforms. One drives right up there with uh, with Dropbox and, and with iCloud, for that matter. You know, there was a, a 200 million users on some some of those. And you remember the, the stats from when I when I did it. But um, but you know, they're they're up there in numbers. The people are still using it only because you know Windows. That's why people want to be able. People are getting smarter. You know, you know, back in the old days, we were looking at the Windows XP days and Windows Windows Seven. And all the older versions of Windows, people were not smart at backing things up, and it was a it was a huge hassle. I think Microsoft has come a long way, making it easier to make sure a Windows user is doing a better job of backing things up because now it's on OneDrive as opposed to oh, did you use the Windows backup? <laughs> what's what's that? It's buried somewhere. Yeah, yeah and quite frankly, um, if you're on a, using Google services, they would prefer you, you use Google One. Mm-hmm. Correct. Because that's integrated it, with Drive and all the other ones, yeah. Yeah, I mean, everybody's gonna is wants you to use their cloud platform these days. Of course, of course, and and that's to the benefit of the user because that way it's it's still not impossible to lose things, but it just makes it just a little bit harder to you know have something happen and have your work disappear completely. Right. So it, it's not perfect necessarily, and there are certainly op- better options out there to make sure that you have a better chance of recovering everything, but at least this way there's a chance that you can get at least some things back. So, you know, c- kudos to all, all all Apple, Microsoft, and Google for at least building that limited redundancy into their systems. Right. All right, well, if you thought that one was fun, you're going to love this one. <laughs> um, did you all see the, uh, the the discussions about the right to repair laws and the hardware pairing, and you know how allegedly, of course, Apple was painted up as the bad guy that they're made, they're pulling in nine billion dollars uh, in Apple Care revenue, and that was one of the reasons that they fought the right to repair. Then they reversed their their position on right to repair, but because of hardware pairing. You still are having a difficult time doing the repairs yourself, and so this is their way, allegedly, of making sure they're protecting that revenue. Um, I just flipped an article in from The Verge that seems to have been the genesis of a lot of the the subsequent articles from different outlets. 
But if this is one that I think is worth taking a good hard look at, because we're some of it rehashes, at least from where I sit, discussions we've had about the quality of the repairs, the likelihood that your repairs will be successful. And also, in my mind, points to the fact that one of the challenges with Windows uh, machines, PCs, has always been that the hardware is not necessarily consistent. Right. And, and, and so that leads to compatibility and performance issues. Ben, you're you're nodding your head. Are you are you with me on that? Oh yeah. As someone who has professionally uh physically worked on computers, <clears throat> um it can be a hassle. Yep. I deal with the first hand. It doesn't even have to be it could be any any vendor. It could be Lenovo, it could be Dell, it could be HP, whatever 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 product you're using, there's the, the, you know, as much as you look at you know, most companies are focused on one one brand because they want to keep consistency. Consistency is tough in in the, in, in the enterprise world. You can stay relatively consistent because you you see mm-hmm. components that are in laptops for the most part are the same. You know, in the case of Dell, I work with Dell. Uh, they they I've taken many laptops apart in my time, and I'm sure I know Ben has too. And and you, the consistency is pretty good when you're working in the in the commercial side of the products, like the latitudes. But when you go into the Inspirons and the old consumer based models of, of 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 Dell or any of them that for that matter, it's all over the place. I mean, it, oh, yeah. it depends, I mean, depends on the time of day, what what what, the, what memory chip they're putting in, or what hard drive they're putting in it, or solid state drive. Yeah, I mean, not only that, it can be you can have two what two. Uh, should be two identical computers and they have different firmware manufacturers or yeah. firmware vendors. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Eric? Um, as the uh, value of iPhones keep going up and uh, the the idea that someone can't just break into an Apple store and steal all the phones or grab phones from people at a... Right market or whatever because you can't break them down to parts and then sell all the parts and components right uh, because they're all tied to a serial number and Mm -hmm. won't get recognized the parts don't all match up and because you then get error messages someone trying to buy um you know questionable source parts it will show up so yeah it's a mix yeah you can't just grab whatever parts on the other hand there's not an incentive to try to steal hardware because it's not worth anything. Yeah, uh, that and from a technician standpoint, uh, modern cell phones, modern computers with SOCs are quite frankly a pain to work with. I mean, you're not going to get a, a solder iron out and fix them that way. Uh, there's, it's really too difficult to do that, um, in house. And I mean, honestly, with the way these have been locked down for security purposes, it's, you theoretically, you can do, do repairs on these, but it's, Honestly, just not worth it. Apple has the specialized tools. 
Mark Fucci couldn't be with us tonight, but he is in our chat room. Um, and his point is that Apple seems to have the most gravitational clickbait for right to repair stories. And, and I do agree with this. Um, and it just disturbs me that to, to, to Ben's point and to Eric's point that the, the reporting isn't a little more balanced. That yes, you, there, there's no question they're harder to repair, but there are some, there are some advantages and there are some good reasons for that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I fix it. I mean, I think I think every it's fair to say that most of us, if not all of us, are iFixit fans to some degree because of mm-hmm. all the great services and tools and information they provide. But continuing to beat this drum about, you know, it's it's not our fault, or it's it's our fault uh, that or Apple's fault, excuse me, that um that you know things aren't as repairable as they would like them to be. Uh I, I just I, I I struggle with it because I just don't agree with it. Yep, agree on that. Yeah, going through an iFixit site, it convinced me that I do not want to change the battery in my iPhone. I just don't want to go there. You know, so I'm with you. Used to like doing that, not anymore. <laughs> yeah. So, so that's an interesting point, Web. You know, are they? Are they? I mean, I guess. If I if I look at it as they're providing objective information, then they're providing objective information and convincing me I don't want to do it. Um, but then they turn around and beat the drum that well you should be able to do it. So I I guess those two are not diametrically opposed. It just they feel inconsistent in my mind for some reason. I, I hope Ben hurries back. You know, it's uh, we, we talked about this in the context of Apple and our personal devices, but you know, uh, John Deere, the farm implement dealer, has been fighting the same battle for years that uh, yep. uh, you you cannot mess with with their their big farm equipment unless you're a John Deere service technician. It's uh, right. and the irony is is that uh, farmers have to be industrious and they have to repair their own stuff. Um, so it, it's just an interesting dialogue. Um, um, ben lives in, in kind of the heart of that whole uh, John Deere uh, country in his part of Iowa, where, where they're close to where they're based, or in Moline, yeah. Illinois, but still, yeah. So there you are, um, Ben. First, I am not a farmer. I know you're not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I second, said you're close to that farm country. So. You're wearing uh, that farm yeah, shirt, because, though. Uh, because we actually have a major... <laughs> Uh, John Deere plant here. But here's the thing about that. Um, Number one, John Deere is losing market share to competitors that are cheaper and more repairable because of that. And two, there is a huge difference between a tractor and a a cellular telephone. yeah, farmers have to repair their own stuff in the field or it costs them money. But I do not want a cell phone with a socketed processor and RAM slots no. that is like three inches high. Right. I agreed. I get your point. Yeah. Yeah. Or even if it's not three inches high, the sockets are. Uh, you know, just not reliable technology. Yeah, I mean, honestly, a lot of this stuff was great 10 years ago. 
but things have moved past it. On ben, the cell phone side. Ben, you're sort of reading my mind because I'm thinking the very same thing about um, about about cars. That you know, there was a time that you used to be able to work on your own car or get some grease monkey mechanic who could you know could repair your car. Now, if you can't plug, if you don't have the equipment to plug your car in and let the car tell the technician what's wrong with it, I mean, you're you're at a very distinct advantage disadvantage, excuse me. And so, you know, it, this is the way that things have moved along and in some cases have improved, in some cases have become more complex. Um, and if if you care to, you can go back uh, in the Mac Voices archives. I did a couple interviews at CES with John Deere where they actually allowed me to get up in the cab of their, you know, some of their seriously big equipment. And it looks more like the bridge of the Enterprise than it does <laughs> the tractor that you know I used to, uh, to to mow fairways with when I was a kid. So you know it's a whole different animal, and I'm not sure that it's realistic to expect those capabilities to be built into that equipment and still maintain the same, same reparability. Maybe not, but. With with the repairability the way it is through deer, um, Kubata is sending them a uh, a gift basket. They, they have, John Deere has basically allowed them to get a uh, their foot in the U.S. market. I can't. Oh, I agree. Com- comment. Mm-hmm. Okay. Web, do you? I mean, you're out in the Midwest. Sorry if, if that sounds stereotypical. Do you have experience or thoughts on or on this? No, I, the, you know, the only point that I was trying to make early on, when, when before Ben rejoined, was just that that this argument about Apple and uh, their lack of repairability, and this argument's been going on for years. And John Deere was just the example that I brought up. Um, uh, and I'm not a farmer, never spent a day on a farm, even though my family did own a cattle ranch in Wyoming. That's another story. But uh, um, we, uh, it, what am I trying to articulate here? Uh, I, I have friends that are in the ag business, and uh, um, a lot of them, they, they don't even uh, buy the equipment that they, they hire a service that'll come in and and, and do their planning or, or do their harvesting and all that kind of stuff they don't do it themselves just because they don't want to get into this trap of uh, um, um, buying the machine the machinery itself and trying to keep it repaired they just they make it something else from you know they 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 lease the problem they don't buy it so um but uh yeah it, it's the, the, and I agree with you. You, you I cannot. Uh, I talked a bit that I own a Tesla. I cannot get a repair manual for the Tesla. Um, fortunately, it doesn't need a whole lot of maintenance to it. But, um, mm-hmm. but uh, it, you know, it's not that I can uh, tear it apart and and, and um, you know fix things on it. Besides the way the 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 batteries are on that car you got to have a really heavy duty lifted lift to pick the thing up to begin with so um, <laughs> but that that's another story so Tesla's are not your old chevys no they're not no. <laughs> well nothing is your old chevys anymore no. except your old chevys except your old chevy thank you ben 
Um, Brian, you had uh, just a piece on this, and maybe you can wrap it up for us. Yeah, I was going to say this uh, story sounded a little familiar, and it made me think of uh, a couple years ago, and I found the article. Um, it was about how uh, when you were replacing the, the glass, uh, the front screen, uh, that the uh, Face ID would no longer work. I guess it was right around the time of when the iPhone 13 came out. Uh, the article's from December of 21. And iFixit was talking about uh, the update 15.2 or quote-unquote fix that issue. Um, but I guess similar um, messages had come up if um, about battery replacements, um, the display, and the camera itself. So I, I just thought it reminded me. It reminded me of it and and, and how you know the story came around again. Yeah, I had a 10s when I I had the I didn't want to spend three hundred dollars for replacement the the glass for it, so I went into third party and did it, and yeah, sure enough, the Face ID didn't work, but I was still able to trade it in, and didn't matter. So, <laughs> yeah. So, so David, what you did was you you settled for a less than stellar experience to save a little money. In the case of that phone, yes, I did. Yes, and then so, I was able to trade. I I, I was able to compensate back when I traded it in. So. Right. But I, and, and this goes back to, you know, Apple trying to maintain, I mean, if, if this feels like to me, Brian, you said that that one reminded you of that story. This reminds me of uh, the, the European and the, excuse me, not the European, well, some of the European, but the, uh, the throttling lawsuits that, you know, okay. Apple, Apple said, we're trying to maintain the optimum experience and some people looked at it and said, "Oh my God, no! You know, you are you are degrading the experience." Well, Apple eventually, you know, they had to settle up. But there's David who accepted the 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 inferior experience to save himself money. I'm not picking on you, Dave. No, I know. I'm, it I just know exactly you know, but you it, yeah, but it just it just goes to show you. Ah, let's see. So let's see, some comments here in the chat. Brett says, whether you repair your own iPhone or not, right to repair still potentially benefits everyone with the greater availability of third-party repair shops. If they're authorized repair shops, yeah. Yeah. Let's see. And Oh, and Mark wants to know, Mark Fuccio wants to know, does anyone think Apple's vindictive limiting repairs like iFixit um, or are these a side effect of highly integrated chipsets and components? Ladder. Yeah. Nope. Brett just agreed with him in the chat, and I agree too. It's it's just a, a matter of, well, whoever, who said, who brought up the socket part? You know, it's just, yeah, thank you, Ben. It It's just um, the way things are improving. If you want these sleeker, lighter, smaller phones with more capabilities, this is the way we're going to mm-hmm. go. Mm-hmm. All right, everybody, you want to do a fun one? Let's go. I what? really want. These have all been fun. Okay. Oh, okay. Well, this is really fun. <laughs> I want to know what everybody thinks about the, the humane pin. Not fun. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, we'll move on. <laughs> Basically, this is a $699 device that you put on your chest like a Star Trek communicator badge, um, and you pay $24 a month for the privilege of having it 
uh, have a cell phone that then you can query large language models with. It has a, we got another face palm from Eric already. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, it has a little laser projector apparently that will uh, give you text messages or information by shining it out <laughs> on your hand. Okay. And which, which I don't hate that solution as crazy as it sounds. I really, that was kind of, that was kind of clever. Um, this is a couple of former, former, former Apple engineers who came up with this. And so, you know, will it, ex do we expect widespread adoption? I seriously doubt it, but I, I want to know what you guys think of this. Crazy. Reminds me of Google Glass. It's, it's yeah. I don't think it's going to last that long and yeah. it'll get a lot of attention up front and then it's just going to kind of get quiet. So novelty. Yeah. I, I think it'll be, t it'll get more, uh, shout outs on shows than it does actual buyers. I was thinking it'd be good for, as a, maybe like a companion device to, to a phone you already have, you know, maybe, but not in place of. I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that one. Um, Brian, I guess I, Okay, I'll change the question. Oh, and Mark also says it's a solution looking for a problem to solve. Yeah, yeah, maybe so. But is is this potentially a first step in 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 a direction of a different kind of wearable computing device? Oh, possibly, but it's going to be a while. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. And not every innovation is for everybody either. You know, mm -hmm. I keep, you know, you see some more foldable phones and, you know, I've got a couple of friends with them. It's, eh, it's not for me. I don't, I don't see it. Not for me, but I'm glad it's there for somebody. They want it. I'm, um, yeah. Craig in the chat room, does anybody want to buy my Google class? Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I really thought there'd be stronger reaction to this, either pro con or just speculation. Nobody has I'm strong feelings. I'm sorry, Eric. Say again. I'm glad to see that they tried it. I yeah. don't see myself trying it. Yeah. I enjoyed the video. Yeah, it was a cool video. I know when I, I listened to the Verge podcast when they were talking about this, and they were one thing that that stood out to me when I watched the video after listening to that podcast is they were talking about um, when the person was asking to buy a product, and it was well, okay, well, how do you know that's the best? You know, when you're price comparison shopping, you know, you're looking at how fast something would arrive from one vendor or you know, what different qualities there are about that particular product, you know, um, you know, who's the vendor that's selling it, all these questions that you might have that you appreciate the screen in front of you to compare that you're just not seeing when you're verbally asking. And then they were comparing it to, you know, if you verbally ask, you know, your Amazon device, you know, to not say the word, but if you're asking it to order you something and it goes into the cart, and then when you go to the computer or the phone, you can then see what's in your cart as opposed to just buying it. So, yeah. I, 
it also, also, obviously, it's a huge problem if there's anybody else around. You know, I, I can do things on my phone or, you know, whatever device that, you know, it's me and, and the device. And and I'm I'm not inflicting it on anybody else or worried that anybody else, you know, in some cases it might be something that, um, you know, or even like, oh, if I want to order a Christmas present for my spouse, well, better make sure they're not around. Um, but, you know, but just in general, if you're anywhere in public, um, you know, you don't want to be, and, and I, I'm also like, I find I'm not very, I, I'm more visual, like even, uh, a lot of times, you know, I, I rarely use the dictation on the phone. I'll, I'll be using my finger and then I'll think, oh, I could probably save this faster, but I, I rarely do that. Uh, and as then if somebody else is around, then I'll definitely won't do it. You know, you just can't be talking to devices when you're not by yourself. Yeah. I mean, honestly, this uh, sounds sounds like someone who watched a lot of uh, TNG era Star Trek <laughs> and decided to go make a product out of it. Okay. So, first of all, let, let me come back at you just for the sake of argument. Um Jim, I know plenty of people that seem to have no problem talking in public and inflicting their conversations on me on their iPhones while they're walking around with them. Whoops, sorry. Like this, you know, it's FaceTiming with someone yeah. and talking about the, you know, and, and well, walking walking into buildings. And you picked, you picked the word inflict. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. So has that become a whole lot more socially acceptable? And would this potentially become so much more socially acceptable? Ben says no. <laughs> Don't hurt yourself, well, Ben. <laughs> if everybody's doing it, it's going to be cacophony, and you know, you know, no one's going to, you know, be able to hear their AI talk to them, and it's going to, you know, respond to the wrong person, and you know, I, I think That's you know, it's 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 nice science fiction, but uh, no, nah, I don't think so. The other thing, because I, I agreed with you, and then I got to thinking about it, and I don't know how many of you have ever uh, developed the skill for dictation, or if you've ever had to, but it is, it is a skill, because you don't, you tend to think before you speak a little more than I think we do now, and if you don't practice it, you get away from it. Uh, Webb, I'm going to turn to you. I mean, I know in earlier in my career, I was doing a lot of dictation. And, I was too. Yeah, and it was it was an acquired skill, and I know that I've lost some of that because I no longer do it. But I there are times I still do use it with my phone, and it's like yeah, I really should be doing more of this because I can I can do things without having to sit at a keyboard and still get something very usable out of it. Yeah, I, I haven't done dictation in in twenty five years, but. Uh, uh i i did do it somewhat frequently now it's uh, uh my workflow is that i'll i'll draft out a letter and then i'll pass it to my admin and 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 she can read my mind and she finishes it up and it's just a great relationship so um so i i would much rather have a great admin than than dictation so you know uh eric that's an interesting point in our private chat bring that one up please 
I like it. Well, I was kind of so we we had various criticisms of the AI pen, and then we've got the Apple Vision Pro coming out. And when that was first announced, there were issues people thought. And I'll be really curious to kind of see the comparisons of what people think when they're both out because they're both supposed to ship right early next year. Um, you know, as far as what are the deficiencies. The AI pen, you can walk around wherever with it, but yeah, you might not want it talking to you in the middle of a crowd or at work. The Apple Vision, yeah, you can't go very far with it on, but you do get the interface. You can type and interact without speaking. I, you know, I don't know. I just, I'll be curious to see if some of, some of the interactions are similar, some of them are quite different. But it's all different from maybe what you have done in the past. So I'm curious to see what the reactions will be once both of those products are out. Ah, you know, I hadn't, I, th I think it's a great point that I hadn't thought about. Yeah. Because one of them cuts you off from the, uh, the outside world, the other one, you're very much in the outside world. And yes, I'll, I'll go back and use that word, inflicting what you're doing on the outside world. So, I don't know. I don't know. So, I gather nobody here is getting a pin. Ooh, I wouldn't Eric? mind seeing one if somebody gets one, but. Okay. We'll see how it goes. I mean, I, I I would test it out if the company sent one to me, but as of right now, I would have to see a use case for it that I'm not seeing. I I'm really intrigued by the 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 laser projector part as as a as a screen, if you will, by projecting uh, something so you can read it on your hand. I, I'm, I don't know why that intrigues me, but that feels like an, an unusual solution as opposed to having to carry a screen around and have the answers displayed on the screen. I'd be curious. Does that, does that laser have as much resolution as an Apple Watch? I wouldn't think so. I'm not sure I will. I mean, to put something on my hand, I don't think I want it to have a whole lot of resolution. Well, so in some ways, you know, the watch already is that device. Okay. Couldn't 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 you make an Apple Watch that did all the things that they're they're claiming, pretty much? Yep. And more. Yeah. The exception of the video capture, yeah. Well, I couldn't have watched two video capture. Because you have to be aiming it all the time. And and this is <laughs> mounted right there so that yeah, sorry. Mounted right there. So that it it when you turn it on, it theoretically can be capturing what's ha happening in front of you. Like a body cam. Yeah. It'd be interesting to see how how good that is. <laughs> Yeah. Though that, that that does give me a use case. Security and law enforcement. And Eric is right, okay. accessibility too. Yeah, that's a real good point. From an accessibility standpoint, this could be a, a very useful device. 
But Jim, you're right. I give you credit. I had not thought about the the watch aspect of it because we have seen, and they've never come to market, but we've seen companies try to develop cameras for the watch, for the watch band. But mm-hmm. those have always been more for pers- th- theoretically, theoretically personal FaceTime kind of communications. So, lots of speculation tonight. This Mac Voices Live panel is back next time to talk about Google trying to gain some assistance from an unlikely ally and Chamberlain changing their value proposition for their garage doors and not in a good way. That's next time on Mac Voices. I'll see you then. I'm Chuck Joyner. Thanks for watching. Visit macvoices.com for show notes and to connect with Chuck on social media. Get involved in our Facebook group or like our Facebook page and get more out of your Apple tech with Mac Voices Magazine, free on Flipboard and on the web. And if you find value in it all, consider supporting us through either our Patreon campaign at patreon.com slash macvoices or making a one-time donation via the PayPal link on our front page and in the show notes of each episode. You will join these fine people who help bring you Mac Voices each month. Advertising handled by Backbeat Media at backbeatmedia.com. Bandwidth provided by Cashfly at cashfly.com.